Welcome to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. Join Ryan as he speaks with top business leaders and influencers and hear how they've mastered the art of authenticity to achieve all that they dreamed of. As you hear from these leaders, seek not only to be inspired by their authenticity, but to strive for and master your own. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the podcast. I have with me a good buddy, Andy Neary. This is actually Andy's second time on the podcast. And um, before I introduce him real quick, I just want to say that, you know, um, you know, sometimes I hesitate to... Uh, to invite people back, not because it wasn't a great first conversation or because uh, there's not something powerful that we can talk about this time around. Uh, I definitely don't want to talk like I'm starving for guests, uh, but there's just something about Andy's journey. And Andy and I have known each other for a couple of years now, and um, he has had some huge leaps in his business. He was successful before, but he's made some pivots. He's doubled down in some areas. And so what he's doing now is just something that every single one of you, regardless of where you're at in business, in life, whether you're owning one or you're selling in one, whatever that is, there's just so much to take away from Andy's journey. Uh, Andy is a business coach uh, generally, but more specifically, uh, he's the founder of the Complete Game Coaching Program, and he's creating a lot of service around uh, that model, which we're going to talk about. That's on the heels of him uh, growing up and playing professional Major League Baseball for a period of time. Uh, you probably heard that the last time. So anyway, Andy, what up, dude? Welcome. How you doing, man? I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm, I know. I, I know it's number two, but I'm sure we can take this conversation down a completely different tangent. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay, dude. So um, it has been a while since we talked. Mm -hmm. um, I think I probably even said this last time. I'll, I'll never forget um, one of our very early conversations uh, that we had. Um, I think it was actually in phone before it was even in person, but I remember even we were down in San Diego, we were having this mm -hmm. conversation and you were talking about the fact that, you know, you were considering just launching out onto your own full time. And, you know, I was doing the same thing and, you know, so many of the risks associated with that. And so while we can almost guarantee to expect the answer to the question I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask it anyway, which is. Here we are. It's been a year and change yep. since we had that conversation. I know that's been in your heart and mind for a long time. Was it worth it? Oh, uh, can I say hell yeah 18 times over? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, Ryan, I, it's funny because I exactly remember where we were. You and I were at a dinner table in San Diego. I think it was late June. And I, I had just really officially kind of started the, the coaching business. And at that point, I would still, let's, I was a baby right? <laughs> and I'm still an infant in this thing called entrepreneurship. But that point in time was actually a really interesting time for me because I had been talking about doing it for at least a year, year and a half. And it's interesting because sometimes it's comments from loved ones that really trigger you to take the action you need or a mentor. I'll never forget this. I had been, quite frankly, complaining about what I was doing. I know I should be coaching because I've had people tell me I should be coaching, but I kept putting in the back of my mind until one day, I remember Amy, my girlfriend came home one day and I was complaining about the day. And she said, listen, if you don't take this leap and you don't start this coaching business, I'm done supporting you. I'm done supporting you emotionally because I know what you're capable of. And I'm sitting here watching you do nothing about it and complain about your situation. So if you don't take action, I'm done supporting. And it was that moment where I was like, what have I got to lose? Like, just go for it. And I, and I think, you, you know, you and I were both in that same position last, uh, last June, early July. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, what I love about that is, and, and even in the way you phrased it, is, you know, it's not that she was going to write you off. It's not that she was, you know, done being your girlfriend. It was a sense of like, look at, you have this tension and I can see the stress that it's putting on you. I see that it's not fulfilling you doing what you're doing. It's not bringing you joy. So basically shut the F up <laughs> or, you know, go do something about it. I don't want to hear it anymore. And I love that. I think that so we need to hear that more, right? Mm -hmm. Like we don't hear it enough. I think that we do hear it uh, from people that 
uh, we're at war with or we're divided against. And, and that's not a healthy uh, message that we hear from them, but from people that care about and love us, I think we need to hear that more, right? Absolutely. I, I you know, it's funny. It, I preach it in coaching. You probably do the same. Like, Coming to me or anybody with a problem without a resolution is, is no solution whatsoever. And managers here in, in the business, in the workplace, hear it all the time. Employees coming to them with problems with no solution. I yell at my dog when she's barking for no reason. If you're going to bark, have a resolution, right? But that was the problem. It's I didn't have a resolution. And the resolution was just start, just take action. And it's going to suck. It's going to be messy. It's going to be imperfect. But just start taking action. And Ryan, here we are. What is it now? 13, 14 months later, I couldn't be happier because here's why. And I'm sure you're seeing the same thing. I've been at W2 my whole life. I was always on somebody else's calendar or my calendar was always being controlled by somebody else. Now, with the schedule flexibility that I have and just the only thing that's going to stop me from achieving my goals is me is so freeing and refreshing. I would never give it up for anything else again. Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. I mean, <clears throat> I'll never forget, you know, so I resigned my full-time gig for the second time uh, in May of 2018. And, um, you know, all the way up until the moment I opened my mouth and said, you know, I resign, there was always the question of like, am I making a, the right decision? Because there was, there was good on both sides. Um, I ultimately kind of knew what I wanted, but it was a challenge. But I was like, okay, am I doing the right thing? Vacillating back and forth. As soon as I stepped out, there was never a question, even in the midst of COVID, where maybe in years past, we would have hit something like that. I would have taken a big loss and I would have said to myself, shit, like maybe I shouldn't have done this because mm -hmm. you know, now I could have gotten laid off or something, but like there's so, there would have been so much more stability, right? Yeah. So along the last, and maybe this is like vulnerability. And if you say no, that's fine. I believe you. But like, was, has there been any points in time along the way when you're like, I don't know if I did the right thing? You know, I honestly, I, I will admit there was never a point where I thought so far, again, I'm very early in this, that I wanted to go back. Hmm. And I've heard a lot of colleagues of mine, you probably the same that are entrepreneurs and it just started something. I know a lot of people who have interviewed again with corporate gigs or W2 gigs because of that concern about what the future is going to hold. Now, I will tell you, Ryan, and I, I honestly just went through about of this about a week or two ago. It's not, should I have done this? It's, am I good enough to do this? the imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Especially when you're a coach, what do I charge? Am I worth the value I charge? What the, you know, and, and that you vacillate with back and forth uh -huh. so much as a, again, as a business owner, a solopreneur, it's all on you. Yep. And so, yeah, man, I, I will tell you the, on the vulnerable side. Yeah. I go through those bouts of, of, again, not so much, is this what I should be doing? It's in my, Am I doing the right thing? Am I good enough? Am I, am I as good as I think I am? And, and you just have to constantly bring, your back, bring yourself back to center and neutral that, dude, you're damn good at what you do and people need your help. Yeah, 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 I dig that. And, you know, one of the things I've really tried to do is um, I, I just want to keep proving it, right? Like, not that I have something to prove, but, you know, when I get those questions of, mm, you know, am I doing the right thing here? It's like, okay, well then I have to go deliver and yeah. I'm going to hear whether or not it was worth it or not. So I think that's, you know, always a good litmus test. Um, okay. So you, uh, one thing that I have seen you, you doing uh, is investing into yourself. And we hear people talk about this all the time. Um, and, and it's fine if it's as simple as, you know, I bought a book, I read a book, and it helps me. To other degrees, it's I'm investing significant amounts of money. And we're talking thousands and thousands of <laughs> yeah. dollars, you know, into our own coaches, our own masterminds. And so I actually saw, I think it was just yesterday you announced that you're reinvesting into a mastermind yep. that already costs a bunch of money. <laughs> and so you're doing it again. And so how do you, because I think this is helpful for people to hear, like how do you weigh um, the, the desire and need to invest uh, alongside the ability, whether it's time capacity, financial capability, like how do you weigh all those things out and make a decision to want to invest in that degrees? That's a great question because uh, have, you, have you been in my house the last couple of days? Because this is, this, is <laughs> this is the conversations that have been had. I mean, yeah, so yesterday, as literally, uh, this, we're talking, what is it, August 18th? 
yesterday I signed, re-signed back up for Fast Foundation. So it, it's a mastermind community that you let's go back to when, when you and I both made the leap, right? I couldn't have done that without being a part of that group. I joined that Fast Foundations mastermind run by two people that I consider now friends, Chris and Lori Harder, super successful entrepreneurs out of the Los Angeles area, former Wisconsinites, so they, they connect with me at heart. <laughs> I joined that in March of, of 2019. So this is before I was still completely 100% W2. And I would tell you, Ryan, being part of that group is what really gave me the confidence to say, oh, I can do this. And so I did it for a second round um, last fall. But then as the 2020 year rolled in, I was like, okay, now it's time to go to work. I'm not going to join, rejoin this time. Well, I'll be honest, here I am growing my coaching business and it hit me early summer. I'm like, wait a second, I'm coaching people. I'm telling people why it's important to invest in themselves, invest in a coach, a mentor, a mastermind. And I don't have one right now. So when I saw Chris introduce they're uh, rolling out yet another round of the Fast Foundations. I said, I need to do it. Now, here gets to the point of the investment. To this, this, what I'm doing right now is actually a yes and, and it's effing scary, man, right? When you look at the dollars. I made the decision that the downside of virtual masterminds right now is you don't get a ton of one-on-one -on -one action, mm -hmm. right? You're part of a group. So I, I actually went just as recently this week with the yes and. I'm going to join that mastermind and... I'm going to hire a one-on-one -on -one coach for the one-on-one -on -one accountability. So from an investment standpoint, dude, scary as shit, right? Yeah. But I also know if we're going to, if I'm going to scale my business, I have to go all in. And so what I tell the people I coach or the people that watch my social media, it's like, listen, you want to grow your business right now. Part of what you invest has to be in yourself. Some of the, you know, the, yep. you know this, Ryan, some of the more successful people we know probably invest at 10% of their income in some kind of personal development. And I see a lot of people right now, I call it picking brains on your way to the top. You can't do that. Yeah. Eventually you have to invest in yourself. So I know the number can be scary. It can seem like a lot at the moment, but I'll tell you, I've never made an investment. I, I would love your thoughts on this. I have never made an investment in myself that I've looked back and regretted. Yeah. 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 Um, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, you know, I'm sure that there's been things I've spent money on that I have, I have uh, regretted in the sense that I didn't think it through over the years. Mm -hmm. But I think what the, a lot of those ended up being was uh, I never chased like the get rich quick things, but you know, uh, maybe the, the pitch to, Hey, just do this and then this. <laughs> and so that was probably much earlier on when I first started back in 2011, 2012. Um, yeah, I mean, now for me, you know, I just made a significant investment into a team that's helping me launch this um, soon yet to be named uh, academy that's coming. I'm really, really excited about that. Actually, the scariest thing that I've done this last year was um, at the beginning of the year, I committed to hire a full-time in person, in my office, assistant uh, to do all the administrative work because I also run a consulting business totally separate that most people don't even know about. And there's a lot of administrative work. I mean, we've got, I don't know, 18 people on payroll and there's a lot happening in that process. And it was just taking a ton of my time, which was taking away from my ability to invest into my coaching practice. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I was going to hire somebody part-time and gradually go full-time January 2021. Found this amazing woman. She's super smart. She loves administration. I'm like, oh my God, you're like the gift of the world. And so we have a conversation. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And she goes, actually, I just got a full-time offer. And so I'd really like to come work for you, but I can't afford to do it part-time. And I'm like, oh, damn. So I took a risk and let's see, we're in August. Uh, June, I think, I, I hired her full-time to the point where like, I'm paying her full-time hours and she's working about 12 to 15 hours a week for me. But it's an investment into character, quality, growth, capacity, and the fact that I don't have to think about any of that administrative work anymore has freed my mind to do so many other things. So I think there's so many ways that we can make investments. And I always believe that if you think it through, it will repay itself 
a thousand fold, you know, going. Ryan, I couldn't agree more because what I talked about was investing in yourself. What you're talking about is scaling the business. And I too am going through that process. And trust me, yeah, when you're, when you're hiring people from the outside, right, whether it's a copywriter or videographer or whatever it is, man, some of the checks you're cutting on a monthly basis can be, can be really scary, but you have to constantly focus on, but what's coming out the backside of this. And I'll argue when you hire a coach, if you don't get the results you want, nine times out of 10, it was because you didn't put the work in hmm. or you were chasing the quick win. I, I don't know your coaching program intimately, but I'm guessing you don't coach silver bullets. I don't coach silver bullets. It's about coaching or creating a legacy and co- building a business that's going to stand on its own in the long run. If yep. you're chasing silver bullets, you're going to be often disappointed by the results you get if you're trying to hire or invest. Yeah, no, totally. Okay, so uh, a lot has come to fruition for you in the last year, uh, but mm-hmm. definitely in the last six months, you've recently launched this awesome, very successful mastermind that's going. I'm sure that was a product of you investing into yourself and, and, the, and the, a group that you were a part of. So tell me a little bit about that because I would love to hear and I would love for other people to hear <clears throat> how you decided that was the direction you wanted to go in and what so far you see it's producing for you and for other people. And by the way, I should say, I really hesitate personally uh, with the word mastermind and with group coaching only because, well, two reasons. One is because it can definitely, it, it scales businesses, but it waters down messages or, or it can. So that kind of scares me sometimes. The other thing is, is everybody seems to be calling everything a mastermind right now and or not. academy. Uh, and it, yeah, right. It, it's just, it's like, it, it's just a, I don't know, a, a turd polished that, uh, you know, that they put a name to and it markets itself well. So anyway, so, but I've seen, I, I've seen and heard yours from a distance yes. and it's launched well and you yeah. have very successful people that have jumped in. And so, um, yeah, what did that process look like for you? Uh, and How is that starting? I, 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 this is a good teaching moment because I'll share some lessons learned from the last, I'd say we started building it, Ryan, in March. So Mm -hmm. since March, it just launched August 4th. So lessons built over those three or four months. To first answer, uh, agree with a point you made, a mastermind is bringing a a group together that's going to mastermind and help each other grow their business and deal with their challenges and hold each other accountable. When you bring a group of people together and you're pitching product, you're upselling, you're just doing that and having nothing but like conferences, that's an association or a network marketing event. That's not a mastermind. And so I think it's very important to to delineate. And I I think what I learned in this experience is, Ryan, not everybody knows what a mastermind means. Mm -hmm. You and I have come from that world probably where a lot of people we know have been part of them. But I realized throughout this four months, there's a lot of people don't know what a mastermind even means. Yeah, that's good. And so so over the last four months, I will tell you, number one, (laughs) I've learned the beauty of pivoting because Mm -hmm. I had these grand plans to have a live retreat here in Fort Collins, I had it all set up. The agenda was beautiful. The speakers coming in were beautiful. That was actually set for June, which obviously got postponed. Then I said, cool, I will put it right in the middle of this mastermind that starts in August and we'll do it out here in September. Beautiful time out here. The Aspen are changing colors. Well, of course, here we are come July. I had to make a very tough decision. We're just not doing a live event. And so that pivot of, okay, this thing's going to go all virtual, which gives me the chance to potentially help more people mm-hmm. than you might if you were going live, you know, literally in a live setting. And I could probably do it for a smaller investment mm-hmm. because we're doing it virtually. Yep. Open the door, I think, to allowing a lot of other people join in that may have hesitated when they saw the first level of investment. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, what I learned with building complete game, Ryan, is number one, pivoting is important. There's always going to be things that come up that you don't expect. It's never going to go perfect. And you have to have that open mind to adapt and and react. uh, I don't say react, but adapt and evolve as, as changes happen. Number two, it's consistency. I'm sure you're going through this with your, your soon to be announced Academy back months before this thing launches, you have to set up a game plan where you know what you're working on every single week. 
And so you look at this big, big goal of launching the first day this thing kicks off and you've got to reverse engineer that all the way back to what do I need? What tasks do I need to be doing day one, day two, day three? So that come day 75 when this launches, everything's ready to rock and roll. And then you have to be disciplined and consistent to just show up and work on those small things every day to build it. Cause it, most people don't even start, right? They're like, oh, that's way to, to start a mastermind that's going to go five months, a whole year, whatever. I don't even know where to start. If you break it down into little chunks and then just get super consistent on working on those little chunks, you'll get there. Yep. Yep. No, that's, that's super duper good. Okay. So you, you, you had a, a long time. One thing that you said in there, by the way, that I think is, uh, I, I do want to point out. Uh, so you said this word react you kind of step back a second. Um, what, what I, I appreciate, you know, you, you catching yourself and the sensitivity, uh, you know, uh, for you and that word or you and that kind of idea. What I think is important is, is everything that gets thrown at us, everything we're going to react to. And I do think it's important. And even just listening to you up to this point, like because you were focused, because using your word, you had a game plan, uh, because you knew what you were hoping to produce with outcomes, as you were given opportunities to react, you were already prepared for how you were going to react. I think, uh, you know, uh, when we hear react, a lot of times I think we go to like overreaction or poorly react. But I think when we're set up appropriately, which means we're doing the work, we're self-aware, we're focused, I think we can actually train ourselves to react really well, which is what you just proved, right? I think, yeah, that, that's a great point. And let's be, you saw my, you saw I caught myself. You're a positive guy, right? I, I consider myself a positive guy. Let's be honest. And let's be real for a minute with what's going on right now, Ryan. It's pretty easy to react to some negative crap, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's oh, yeah. so much out there right now. Don't get me wrong. There's mornings that I wake up and I got to catch myself because it's almost overwhelming at times. But the moment, like I'll give you a perfect moment in planning the mastermind. And that was the moment I had to make the decision to cancel the live retreat in Fort mm -hmm. Collins. I was pissed, right? I was like, this yeah. sucks. I was so excited what this thing was going to be. So I had two choices. I could go down the one path that was pissed off. I could have, heck, probably called the mastermind off uh -huh. or just kind of half-assed it now that I'm pouting because I don't get to have the retreat. But what I said is, wait a second, what's the, the silver lining in this? And I'll give a lot of credit to my assistant, Elizabeth, for helping me with this. What can we do to actually make this better? And that's when we made the decision that not only we're going to drop the investment because it's all virtual, we're going to now do a one-day summit in September instead of the retreat where because it's virtual, we probably get access to better speakers than we ever could have live. And we're just going to bring even more value than we probably even could have if everybody had traveled to Fort Collins. And so that's what we did. And, and I think the outcome we got from it has, been, has shown that. And so my, my message is for anybody out there that's trying to start something right now or build something, Again, especially right now, you're going to get a lot of, it's never going to go the way you think it is. Yeah. Just be open-minded to adapt to it because there could be something even better coming out of it. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And, and again, I think that um, I say this to a lot of people when, I mean, we both have lots of conversations with people in the health insurance, employee mm -hmm. benefits world. And I find myself saying over and over again that the last 10 years has created a lot of, I don't say this to other people, but stupid success. And by that, I mean, <laughs> you know, it just the natural occurrence of sc the scaling economy uh, created success for people. It was handed to them. Now they had to be good at their craft and their craft was consulting, um, but it wasn't selling. And so, you know, it, it, it's created this environment where th they were oblivious to the real challenges, right? Bottoms falling out. Even the 2008 recession did not hit that industry uh, really at all. Um, uh, and so <clears throat> when, what you said is, you know, like, again, this awareness, this preparedness, we need to be prepared. Like, just because Yes, COVID is right now, and that's created a lot of challenge. Even like so many of the issues around the racial tension in our country has created so many challenges. But 
this ain't it. Like it's going to happen again and yep. again and again and again. Yep. And so if you like, if you think that like, well, if I just get past this, then I'm going to be okay. It's like, dude, you're in for a rude awakening, right? Well, no. And here's the thing. I love what you said. Go back to 08. And, and I know you probably have a lot of brokers that listen. In 08, we were recession proof. Why? Because the Affordable Care Act was right around the corner. So employers needed us. Yep. There is nothing saving us coming out of the backside of this COVID pandemic, this recession, whatever's going to happen. Yep. And so if brokers are thinking this is just another version of 08, you're right. They're in it for a rude awakening. Here's the other big, big, big lesson I want to come out of this specifically for the broker market. If you don't have an online presence, you are absolutely irrelevant. Yep. And yep. I don't want to hear one and one more time that it doesn't apply to your market. It does. Yep. Because 58-year-old CFO Bob that might not have been on Instagram or LinkedIn soon will be 37-year-old CFO Becky, who is. Yep. And so yep. if you don't have an online presence right now, if your website doesn't, isn't up to date, like you're in trouble. Yep. And so Dude. that to me is the big change. That's, we're never going back to that. We're going back away from that. Yeah, that, that's big. And that's a lot of wisdom for people to take away. So uh, there's two specific individuals that I coach, uh, differing career paths, but similar life stages. They're both a little bit younger, very successful. And um, they are creating their own one-page websites and their own, right, their own presence. And they're doing that, which I think is super wise, in cooperation and collaboration with the organizations that they work for. Uh, one works with, one works for. Uh, so I think it's super wise. It's like you can do that in a kumbaya environment, right? Like you don't have to just run away and be on your own. But I think that's so wise that you said that. Like now more than ever, like coming out the other side. You want to you wanna highlight yourself as a stud in your career because you want to get hired somewhere else. You need it for that. If you want to be attractive to potential prospects, you need it for that. Shit, man, if you want it because, you know, you want to date, you need it for that, right? Like everywhere you look, you need a good, consistent yes. online presence. And you're right. I just, I don't think that enough people have still given it the credit that it's deserving. They, it's like, it's still a toy or something. It's hard to sell an iPhone to somebody who still thinks their Blackberry is awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. That, and that's, that's the problem that we're seeing right now. And to your point, when you meet with a prospect, they do two things after meeting you today. They Google you and they check out your website. And if they yeah. can't find you on Google or they go to your website and it doesn't remotely say what came out of your mouth in that meeting, you have lost instant credibility. Yeah, no. That's and I know, Ryan, you get it. Branding, right? We're talking about branding here. Humans buy from humans. Yeah. You have to have a brand today to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. My, my downfall is when anybody Googles Ryan Miller, immediately the goalie for the Anaheim Ducks comes up. And hey, uh, they might think that used to be you though. That could <laughs> <laughs> no, I you're right. I mean, maybe, that'll, maybe that'll sell a thing or two. I don't know. <laughs> That's good. That's that, good. I, I would play that out, man, as long as you can. <laughs> I know. I know. You live, you live in the Anaheim area. It's perfect. I know. I just couldn't play goalie for a damn. That puck coming at me at that speed, I'd be all over the scared place. Okay, so you so you've 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 made this journey. You've launched this amazing program. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, how's it going? Like who who do you find yourself attracting? Do you feel like you have surprised yourself with kind of who's come into that fold or no, it's very typical of your market. Uh, I think that would be good for people to hear, not just for um, maybe maybe feeling like they're a fit down the road, yeah. uh, but even just, you know, how, how they're approaching their own businesses. Yeah, it's a great question, Ryan, because um, you know this as a coach, sometimes the stuff you coach people, you need yourself. And so when building a business, one of the things I, I work with on uh, my clients is you have to solve three things. So you have to know three answers. What problem do you solve? What's the process you use to solve it? And then what is that person's or that organization's life like after you solve it? 
And I had to go through that process because for a long time I said, I'm just going to build this business and it's just going to focus on insurance brokers and help them do this. But then I won't, I don't know if you've gone through this, but over the last year I've waffled back and forth where I go like, what is it I'm doing? What is it I'm solving? And I think what I've really come to learn in the last month or so, the clarity I've gotten, Ryan, is it comes down to this. And now more than ever, what I coach is three things. It's discipline, accountability, and action. And you know, and I know you're talking to people as much as I am about this right now. There are people taking zero action uh -huh. because they're paralyzed by fear. They're paralyzed by the uncertainty. And most importantly, they're lacking the discipline or somebody holding account them accountable uh -huh. to take the action. If you have discipline and you've got the accountability, well, whether it's self-accountability or somebody else holding you, you will take the action because discipline and accountability lead to clarity and confidence. And those two things, man, create massive action. And so my coaching is really that. It's, I tell people I work with business athletes and I put air quotes around athletes because for me to play professional baseball, I had to be good, as good off the field as I was on it. So my coaching says, what are we gonna help you with off the field, your personal life, so that you can perform at your best in the business world, whether that's with branding, your message, who's your target audience, all that stuff. But you have to start with the off the field stuff to be at your best on it. And so then in that light, uh, who is that uh, ideal client that is typically coming into your environment and really having that aha? I would tell you today it's still uh, very largely an insurance broker or a partner to the insurance industry or financial advising industry who's selling because often they struggle with uh, um, who my target audience is. You yeah. wouldn't believe how many times I hear people say, um, anybody who says yes to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's somebody selling and, but what it, over the last few months that's branched out. I work, for example, I've worked with two construction companies. Who, who needed help on their messaging and just getting disciplined about making sure the right messaging is on the website, who's their target audience, who's the real buyer they're going after. So, so many businesses or business athletes, Ryan, need help with that. But it really starts back with what are you doing right now to be at your best so you can bring your best to your business? And that's the personal discipline and accountability. Yeah, so anybody, I would so say it, normally it's somebody selling because they have that goal, yeah. but they also know it's not chasing the next silver bullet. It's not chasing the next product. You have to change you first. Once you change you, the sales results will come. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think you bring up a good point, you know, about, um, uh, you know, target market, ideal client. Um, I, I, as easy as it is to preach to other people, you need to get super laser focused on who your ideal client is. It's not easy, right? Like it's really scary when you have to say, my target client is somebody that makes high six, low seven figure income, is between 35 and 45 years old, runs a company, is married, probably has two kids, lives in a suburban environment, is also athletic to some degree. Like it's scary because the more that you do that, the more you believe you're excluding other people. And in some sense you are. At the same time, what I try and help people to understand and even myself um, understand is, is over time, as you continue to get good at communicating that message, not only will you attract those people, but you're going to attract people that want to be like those people, right? It's just like um, uh, Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari has a very specific client, right? I mean, yep. you got to be able to afford the car. You got to be, uh, in an, you, you can't, you know, drive a Ferrari into like, the dumps, like you have to live in a nice area, right? And yes. you probably got a high profile job, but Ferrari is also attracting these 20 year old kids that one day aspire to drive it. And so they're going to do what they can to one day also be in that Ferrari. And so you get that second tier of client opportunity for people that want to be like those people down the line. So I know it's hard, but it is something that I think we all can continue to get better at, right? I, Ryan, I want to say something because I, I don't want that part to go overlooked. And I forgot to say that part when I was kind of sharing you with who I'm working with. What I've come to learn is my ideal target is somebody in sales. And again, historically, it's been an insurance broker who's already had a lot of success. So let's say they've built a, big, a book of business up to a million dollars. At a million dollars, you have two choices. You can get lazy 
and just sit on that book and make a great living, right? Yeah. Or it could be like, wait a second, I'm at a million. What's it going to take to get to two? And it, or if it's a half a million, what's it going to take to get to a million? Those people realize this. What got me the first half million, the first million isn't going to get me the second one. Hmm. Habits. I could have built that first part of my business on pure hustle and grind. But to get to that next level is going to take something else. And that's where that coaching comes in or surrounding yourself in a mastermind community, for example, with other people doing that is yeah. so helpful. But I said, I still want to help the people who are struggling. Mm -hmm. How can I do that? And that's when I actually, through the help of a coach of mine, developed strategy sessions, 90 minutes, mm -hmm. very low investment, because I don't coach silver bullets, but if you're out there and you're struggling and like you need a win next week or next month, let's get together for 90 minutes and figure out what we can do to put a good plan of action together to at least put you on the right track. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. you're not gonna join a mastermind or a one-on-one -on -one coaching maybe for six months many times if you need a win now. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I and, wanted to make it available to people who need that win now. And people are... We all are. We're, we're all challenged to admit that we're challenged, that yeah. we're struggling, right? And, and, and again, there's, you know, there's just pride, there's shame, there's just, you know, the, the self-belief that we're really not in as bad of a place as we are. And again, those are all, I, I get every single one of those things. Um, but, you know, just like, again, the people that you're serving right now in that industry specifically, like they should understand. I mean, how many times has a successful uh, benefits consultant, insurance advisor gone and sat across the table from a CFO? They present this amazing solution to them. They know they've seen all the challenges and the CFO is like, nah, I think I'm good where I'm at. And it's like, wait a minute, I can save you X amount of dollars. I can deliver this much better benefit. I can streamline this, this, and this. And you're telling me that you don't see that? And so I think there's a level of uh, a lack of self-awareness. And again, that could be uh, willful or otherwise that has created this challenge for people to see that they're actually in that bad place. So that, that, that's got to be really hard. I mean, I know it's hard for me, right? Because it's like, I want to help people out of some of their struggles. But if I just talk about their struggles, that alienates a good majority of people because Correct. they don't want, they don't think they're there. Right? Correct. Yeah. And I, I, I just think, again, I go back to where I think your coaching program, mine are aligned very similar. It's again, if you're in going to invest in yourself, I'm here to tell you there's no overnight success. There's no hack. There's no silver bullet. Don't go chase some uh -huh. programs that tell you in three days, I'm going to show you how to make 150,000 like, guys. That's not how it works. Yep. And yeah. so build a brand, build a legacy, build a foundation. Right now is not a better time to build a foundation for an amazing totally. future than right now. Yeah, I agree. No. I agree. And so as all this is going on, um, you talked earlier about brand presence. So you just continue to step that up. You're out there a lot more often. I've seen you all over social, which is great. You've also launched two podcasts, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bullpen Sessions and... Caffeinated, highly, highly caffeinated conversations with Amy. Highly yeah. caffeinated <laughs> conversations. So one's with your girlfriend. Um, and so first to that one. Uh, so that looked like that started off as like, we're just going to have some Instagram conversations and just let people <laughs> into our head. And then that turned into a podcast, right? I mean. So yeah, quick, real quick. Um, so when COVID hit and the lockdown hit, Amy couldn't work. She's a dental hygienist, right? And we have a coffee shop down the street. So every day at lunch, we'd go grab coffee to support local. And on our way there, after about two or three visits, I said, why don't we just like shoot a video and share our thoughts? And that's what truly became highly caffeinated conversations. And we ended up doing, Ryan, I think 60 videos. So every day for Monday, Monday through Friday. And then when she went that back to work, we were going Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then eventually we were like, you know, that's getting to be a huge time commitment, especially with you at work. Let's just turn it into a podcast, which you know is super easy these days, right? And so, yeah, we just turned it into a podcast. I think we've, this tomorrow, the fifth episode will go out and we're just having fun. It's bringing value to people who are stuck in a really bad place right now because it's, it's so easy to be there. And what I think is great, not to go too far down this line, but like, I love hearing her perspective on things, especially because like, Amy, don't take this the wrong way, but it's like, 
you're a dental hygienist. You know, you're not like digging into people's businesses. You're not like exploring that area of life, but she has such a great lens. And obviously that's just the makeup of a person and the way yep. that they think and them challenging themselves. And I can tell she seems to uh, challenge herself and want personal growth, which is awesome. I just think what's great is, and now hearing that, like, I actually thought, I didn't know she was a hygienist. I actually thought she was some kind of fitness instructor or like in that realm, which would have made so much more sense in terms of like how she approaches the conversation um, to know that she's a dental hygienist. Again, not, not diminishing that role because that's amazing in and of itself. But like to then have that be what like that, what comes out of that is like, that's amazing. So props uh, And here's the her. thing, Ryan, and here's the thing. You, you're amazing at this. You get this. The real reason we do that is just, it's another opportunity to create content that shares yeah. us with the world. If you're selling something today, it comes down to who knows you, likes you, and trusts you. Yeah. But first, you got to get let people to get to know you and eventually like you, right? How many times, Ryan, have you connected with somebody on a phone call, potential client, that says, I feel like I've already, I already know you and I have never met yeah. you? Yeah. It's because of your yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, it's... It's, it's paid for itself yep. 10 times over until now I invested into my vlog and now I'm going to wait for <laughs> that ROI, but that's going to yes. take a while. <laughs> um, okay, so that one's going five episodes in. Uh, yep. Definitely, by the way, if you're listening now, uh, we'll put all those uh, links into the show notes, but you got to listen there. Uh, so the other one, bullpen sessions, yep. you are far, much farther along into that one. So what's the focus and intention yep. there? I mean, obviously another baseball branded um, uh, piece of content. I know, again, that's just, you know, that's who you are and what you're all about. So, uh, so how's that yeah, going? Real quick, I do two episodes a week. Tuesdays, I interview somebody. Tuesdays, an interview. And my only rule for having somebody on my podcast is you have to be an abundant thinker. Hmm. That's it. And we often talk about topics around mindset. And then on Fridays, I, I do my own little riffing or ranting, if you want to call it that. And what I do on Fridays is I share lessons that I've learned from baseball, playing professional hmm. baseball, mainly my failures. And then turn them into lessons that can help people, uh, whether it's in their life or their business. Those are a lot so shorter. Good. They're more just, you know, snippets of like, how can I help you on a Friday morning? And so, yeah, man, it's been a lot of fun. I, I know you, you're obviously kicking ass with the, the podcasting as well. It's a great way. To, what people don't realize with podcasting, is it work? Yes, you have to go out and find people to interview. But at the same time, Ryan, how much have you learned from interviewing oh. people? Well, okay. So I, I do want to clarify this. And you know, like we're on the podcast. Um, it's not kicking ass like I hoped it would, right? So I, I mean, I am two years in, two years in, two years in, July was two years. And so I'm thinking at this point, like I got a couple thousand downloads a week and, you know, people are sharing it all over the place and I'm not, you know, like I get like 100, 200, 250 listens on an episode. And so for me still to this point, I actually had somebody review my podcast um, uh, just you know, from, from an outside lens. And I'm like, so what do you think? And he's like, yeah, he goes, you know, if you really want to reach your audience, your ideal audience, he goes, you probably need to rebrand. You probably need to kind of recreate the message. And so I had to have this pause and I want everyone to hear this. Like, this is just how I think. And I'm like, okay, so I went from excellence mindset to I just rebranded as authentic conversations because that's what I really want to be known for. I love my interviews selfishly, uh, not because I'm doing them. I just love the conversations I have like this one right here. And so, and this is a guy that's super successful. I mean, he like blows podcasts into, into other centuries and I decided not to do it with him because I decided... I, as much, and I do, I want thousands and thousands of people to listen to this for my guests, for client opportunities, for all kinds of things, but this is me. Yep. And all matters. I, you know, I don't want to be like ignorant to the fact that like, I don't, I don't know everything. I definitely don't know the podcast world better than somebody like he does, but this is just, this is the way I love it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to keep going. So I'm not killing it, but I'm having a ton of fun <laughs> for me. Well, that's been a big thing. And here's the thing. And I'm actually going to pull something up as I say this, Ryan, how many episodes have you done over the course of your podcast? I, uh, uh, let's see, I've recorded a hundred. So, uh, I think I just, uh, episode okay. 96 will be out this week. I think your, your, you and I's episode, this will be about 104 or okay. 105 by the time this goes live. So, so I, I released, I'll release episodes 47 and 48 this week. This is a long game, man. And the problem yeah. most people have is they want to produce by the 10th podcast, they want fame. 
I, yeah. I saw a guy, I, and, and, but, but you can also, I will say, you can also play the game of metrics yep. to boost things. Let's call it artificially. I saw a guy on LinkedIn brag that his podcast was number 10 in self-development in Ecuador. I'm like, is your target audience in Ecuador? But here's my point. One people, a lot of people know about podcast, or one people, a lot of people know in the podcasting world is Lewis Howes. He's yeah. one of like the first out there, right? And people want to have the podcast he has. Dude, he just released episode 994. It's crazy. He's had a thousand episodes. That's why he is where he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You and I are still on chapter one, man. He's on chapter 10. It's a long game. So what you're telling me is if I can get to episode 1500, like Joe Rogan, I can sign the $100 million spot. There, there you go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, so while we're talking and we're getting ready to wrap up, yep. I had a hard stop four minutes ago, but I just blew it. <laughs> um, so have you read the book Mind Gym? Uh-uh. I have not. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Mind Gym, it's Like by- Jim, J-Y-M? Uh, yeah, uh, G-Y-M. Okay. Yeah, so it is, uh, the author's name uh, is Gary Mack. And so this is, it, it was, uh, so it's an athlete's guide to inner excellence. This was recommended to me by one of my super close friends that is a baseball coach for a community college here um, as one of the top sports psychology books that exists. Awesome. Super short digestible chapters. Dude, it is fire. And I bring that up, first of all, because I want everyone to hear that like, uh, it's a great book. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you would appreciate it too. But what I think is so important and why working with somebody like you can be so beneficial is because even though the word mindset has now been beat up to like everybody talks about it, there is, in my opinion, professionally, no better approach to development than through the lens of sports psychology. Because sports psychology is centuries, it feels like, ahead of the rest of the world in terms of the development of the mind and the application of that development to the then outward actions of the body, right? I mean, we see that in golf. We see that in baseball. We see everywhere. The difference between the guy that makes the major leagues, which is already the top couple percent, to the guy that is the stud, like I get to celebrate, like Mike Trout, he's the only good thing happening on the Angels right now. But like the only difference between him and every other center fielder in the major leagues is in the head at this point, right? Like the continued belief, I can do it. I can hit this. I don't have to, like, that's it. And so that's why I think what you bring to the table is so valuable is because you can get all the freaking coaching certifications in the world. And to me, I'm not knocking you guys that have them like more power to you for the work you've done, but experience trumps certification in my mind all day long. And so I just, I think that's really big. And so that's why bringing uh, somebody like you on and letting people hear from somebody that has done the deed in the major leagues. You want to go back and listen to that. I'll, I'll, I'll link to Andy's previous episodes. You can hear his story there, but I think that's important. Well, and I'll just say, Ryan, the last thing before we wrap up is uh, I just did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago called it's 80% mindset, 20% skill. Mm-hmm. And so in sports, the best athletes, the LeBron James, the Mike Trouts, the uh, Tom Brady's, you name it. If it's 80% mindset, 20% skill, that means for every one hour of practice, they're working four hours on their mind. And so I go back to an industry you and I know very well, insurance, everybody wants to work at skill, product, knowledge, Yep. Uh -uh. work on your mindset and everything will fix itself. Yep. That's so good. And, you know, removing the distractions, focusing on what you can control. One of the quotes in the book is from Greg Maddox, who has, he's probably the most underrated pitcher to ever play major league baseball. And yet probably one of the best pitchers to ever play major league baseball. And I was never a Braves fan. I was never a Cubs fan, but that dude was legit. And he talks about the fact that like what he needed to focus on was his pitching because everything outside of that was outside of his control. And I just, I love that mindset. And I feel like more people need to focus on that area, not the catchy term, not the BS like mantras that are out there, like truly focusing on the development of your mind to get to a place where you are self-aware and you can manage yourself at the same time, you know? 
I, I, I have to share this. I know we're over, but I have to share yeah. this, man. So Amy and I were in Hawaii last year. You said Greg Maddox. He's an idol of mine. He was at his peak when I was in high school and college, and I tried to mirror myself after him because he gave all the average pitchers, no offense, he's an average athlete. Yeah. He, gave them, he gave them all hope. And so Amy and I are in Hawaii last year at a resort, and I had thought I noticed all these famous people all week. And she's like, will you shut up? Those aren't like, I thought I saw Ed Reed I, and they weren't even close. These people. So she and I are in the pool and I'm like, you know how you sit next to you're on the side of the pool, kind of with the arms up on the, on this, on the uh, patio or the, the deck. And I'm look over and I said, Oh my God, Amy, that's Greg Maddox. And she's like, whatever. And I'm like, no, like you can't mistake his face. I'm like, yeah. so I walk over and he's sitting in a chair. He's actually putting his shoes on. I'm like, Hey man, you Greg Maddox. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, and it was my chance. I didn't want to make a big deal out of that because I hate when people do that. But I'm like, I just want to thank you because you gave every pitcher who was probably average hope that they could make it. Mm. The best part, Ryan, is he was wearing Batman swim shorts and a Superman t-shirt. <laughs> so we'll wrap awesome. with that. <laughs> that is so good. Uh, that's awesome. I, but, but again, like, and, and you talked about this earlier, you know, it like talent is great. Like if you don't have the talent, you are not going to make it to the professional leagues. And yep. that could be in sports that could be in your you know, profession, whatever you need talent, but talent is not what ultimately gets you there or keeps you there or brings you to the upper echelon of where most people want to go. I mean, it really takes you putting in the work in the head, in the heart, connecting those things, getting clear. You talk a lot about clarity, right? Bringing it to a place where you're actually putting forth action that produces outcome. Yep. And so I love you, man. I mean, I love everything Likewise. that you talk about, you know, Thanks. super just appreciate, you know, you just putting yourself out there, being vulnerable even today, right? Like this is not all rainbows and unicorns. I shared something about that the other day online. And, you know, I got some very interesting feedback because of my pink background with my actual rainbow and my actual unicorn, but it's the truth, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we're, we're working hard and yeah. it's not all pretty. We're not all making millions of dollars or even a million dollars one day. I mean, for me personally, I hope to get there. Um, but in the process, you just got to put in the work. And I think if you put in the work and you attract the right people to you, you will continue to impact so many people's lives. You've done that. So dude, I just, I appreciate you. Thank you for the Likewise. time. It's Likewise. been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. And, and make consistency your superpower. That's my, my last word. Make consistency well, like your superpower of the everything else to take care of itself. Okay. And so consistently, that means they should follow you on social media. So where are the best places to do absolutely. that? Absolutely. <laughs> LinkedIn, absolutely. Andy Neary. Instagram, Andy underscore Neary. And then can, they can go to my website, andyneary.com. Awesome. Okay. So I'll make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, I will remember or have somebody remember to put both podcast links in the show notes. Try to remember even to link mine gym in the show notes because we talked about that too. I don't know. There's just going to be a whole lot of yes. links there. Um, so other than that, dude, thank you. Appreciate you. You bet, Ryan. Thank you, man. It's been a lot of fun. All right, guys, as always, thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, feedback for Andy, for myself, please make sure to reach out. Uh, you want to share this with somebody else that you think would find value that this could impact, please do that. But above all else, the thing that I continue to say in one way, shape, or form is if you want more out of the life you are living, be more of yourself. Peace. Thank you for listening to Authentic Conversations with Ryan James Miller. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and share it with others. To connect with Ryan and learn more, visit ryanjamesmiller.com.